Everybody, welcome back to Casperger's. I am your host, Eli Halpern. And uh, it's been a while. I haven't done a podcast in like over a month, but I did like six in a week last month. So whatever, you know. Um, I, I noticed that within like a couple days, I'll get like 50 plays and I got 27 reviews on the podcast app. So I'll give you a moment right now. If you could just please go to uh, the podcast app and give me five stars. And if you write something cool, I'd appreciate that too. Are you doing it? Okay, I'll wait. All right, there you go. All right, thanks. Well, um, today here with me is Mark Boyd, LA comic. Yeah, what's going on? Fucking funny guy. Thank oh, you thanks. for joining me today. Thanks, man. Thanks. How you doing? I'm cool, dude. Today's been a pretty chill day. Blessed. Yeah, man. Um, I meant to get you beer, but I went to like two 7-Elevens and then there's traffic. And so we're drinking on these White Claws right now. Yeah, we're drinking that. This is your first time? This is my first time having a White Claw. You, uh, you've seen them posted everywhere, right? I've seen it. It has some buzz right now. I'm not buzz, but <laughs> the White Claw has buzz. Yeah, I, they're 5%, but... Yeah, dude, I, I noticed it on the 4th of July. It was on everybody's Instagram stories. And I was like, I've been drinking White Claw for like a year. It's a spiked sparkling water with a hint of ruby grapefruit. It's That's the bad one. It's... It is uh, right up the alley of millennials and hipsters. I mean, it tastes like a it tastes like a La Croix, or it has the sizzle <laughs> of a Perrier. But uh, I can get a little bit buzzed while I'm getting ready for the beach. I see, I see it. I think the appeal to me, and I feel like a lot of people our age, hundred calories. Oh, well, it's canned too. We really like canned shit. Yeah, we love a can in this bitch. Everything is turned. Wine has become canned. These, you know, wine in a can. Wine in a can. Like cans aren't cans associated with trashy. Or am I tripping? What I is mean, the idea of a can? I mean, you think a you bottle. can't turn a can into a weapon. You can't, or you can. <laughs> Too many puns not intended. You uh, can, <laughs> you can. Well, a bottle's easier. You can just, you know, glass. The cork is classy. That's the corks are classy. The boom, that noise is just oh, we're doing something today, or you know, like opening it. That's just a classy thing. A guy, you know, with the scarf, fucking doing it. That's like a classy thing, knowing how to work that. But now you just, it's not. So, so I, I think the can, the opening the can is more satisfying to me. The cork, I never do it right. I'm just sitting there struggling with my thumbs, like questioning my own strength. Like, do I are my thumbs capable of opening this? I think that um, are we looking at this as the eyes of ourselves or the way that uh, maybe a lady would look at us? Because I think that a woman would rather have a dude that would manly, grotesquely struggle with opening it because it's like such a. A small little mechanic and so you you not being able to do it well and just like getting it done she may like that like you just fucking shove it down with your thumb she's like oh I fucking like how you did that shit you know well depends if she's into like mechanics or watchsmiths and some girls want a smooth uh smooth guy that's fucking gonna do it fucking so smooth and nice and quick and has done it a million times that it looks italian or something yeah, you're big in a beer though, or I fucking love beer, what? Yeah. Like craft beer? 
Oh, so IPAs? I'm not going to call myself a fucking beer schnob, no. I mean, but, you don't have to say that, but. But I like I like craft beers. I like microbrews. Uh, I'm not an IPA guy. I do not think I do not think IPAs taste that good, but I do love a beer. Yeah, fuck yeah. You ever had one of those like twenty dollar bottles with a cork? Yes. So you get the cork experience. Yes. And you get the beer. Yes. That shit is. Those are great. Yeah. I used to get those at Marty's a lot. Those, are, but it's not twenty dollars. But I would get the ones with the with the cork. Like the. Uh, what was it called? La, La fin de Saman. Uh, I think that means the end of the day in Spanish. I, no, it was some French shit. There's, I'm drinking a beer called Rasputin. Oh, yeah, Old Rasputin. Old Rasputin. 9%. Um, Thelonious Monk. Mm-hmm. Fucking good beer, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, there's so many fucking things. You're on that Imperial Stout tip. I guess. Yeah, that's what those are. So that's, I like that shit. I used to be big into stouts, and then my friends would always be like, no, you got to drink an IPA. That's gross. Those are like filling and stuff. Oh, so what? They want to drink more with less fill? I don't know. Yeah, what's, I, I, like, I, I don't. I just remember everyone would always give me shit for drinking stouts. I fucking love stouts. Guinness, and that was like my thing. Guinness? Like, what the fuck? I actually hate Guinness. I like Guinness stout, bro. That's just good. I like every stout, but, or I used to. I don't know. It changed. Wow, I wait, like wait, IPAs what's now. Up? What's wrong? What? Why don't you like it? What's Guinness? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just like flat. Mm. I feel like the somehow the bubbles are smaller. They have less bubbles. It is less bubbles. Yo, Pablo, <laughs> you gotta quit dropping that thing, man. Yo, he's like, sorry. He like <laughs> he pulled it right himself. back. In. He fixed himself. You guys Good have boy. a. You guys know. <laughs> we spent a lot of time together. He's like, my fault, bro. My fault. I should. Yeah, I know to stay on the padding. <laughs> Yeah, one. He's a good service animal. He's smart, dude. Smart as hell, I can tell. Yeah, dude, he's really smart for a pit bull. He's smart. Pit bulls are smart. I don't know where they got the thing. Just because you're aggressive doesn't mean you're not smart. Like they're, you know, what I'm saying it's an aggressive. Yeah. Thing, but they, they, you know what it is? I guess Bill Burr already. Smart aggressive this. people are scary. Smart aggressive people are scary as fuck. Because yeah. they'll fuck you up, and then they'll. Tell you why they were right to do so. Yes. And, and they'll win the verbal and physical argument. I, I don't know why brute. It, it was probably a non-aggressive dude that tried to associate brute with non-intelligence. But there's some smart dudes out there that are, that are brute. First off, there's Mr. Rogers said uh, deep, deep and simple is more is more essential than shallow and complex. Can you repeat that? Deep and simple is more essential than shallow and complex. I feel like depth directly correlates with complexity. It does not. There are deep and simple things out there, bro. And I think there are deep and simple like things what? out there. Like what? Okay. Like, uh, you know, just to be like, a mother's love, simple, yet there's a whole story in that. There's a whole story in that. It's it, it, it's not complex. Now, if you if you were to be like if you were to be like uh, what were you to be like? Oh, you know, influencers. I mean, yeah, I guess you could go deep with that, but in theory, that's sh that's shallow. It's but also not complex. It's pretty complex. 
I mean, you, you're thinking about the internet, you're thinking about technology, you're thinking about industries, you're thinking about marketing. It's a pretty complex thing. I mean, you could look at a mother's love and then relate that to biology and the history of all living organisms. Okay. Um, I don't know how to explain this. I don't know how to explain it, but it, there are things that are deep and simple. There are things that are deep and simple. You got to watch this. Like, like Mr. Rogers' grave. Deep and simple. <laughs> It's not shallow and complex. <laughs> Deep and simple is more. That's what his whole thing was about, man. It was just like, you know, his whole message was pretty much. I'm not gonna go on, Mr. Rogers, man. Shout out to him, but I'm not. That's not where I plan to take this. But see, they're making a movie about him with Tom Hanks. That's gonna be pretty cool. He, Tom Hanks is the perfect person to play him. I think so. I can't think of anyone else. No, nah, there's some pretty jolly, sweet white guys out there. I could see them doing Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and it would be bad, but Hollywood would think it was good. Well, he would look good Yeah, in the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just would, looks like he should be wearing a sweater. He looks like he should wear a sweater with, a, under, with the collar underneath. Um, bro, watching Mr. Rogers go, on, uh, go in front of... Uh, well, um, Congress and talk about why there should be more child programming and certain type of programming. Um, you know. Oh, you've really delved into him. Bro, I watched this documentary and then I read into it. You Dude, know. I don't know much about him other than his song. He's a badass, bro. And his he was really badass. Sweater. In a peaceful way. In a peaceful way, he was badass. Uh, I think. I think it's easy to be peaceful and. You think it's easy to be peaceful? I think it's easy to be peaceful when there's no one trying to fuck with you. He's, he he there was he had to fight to get to the position that to, not to not like get up to the top and, and get like that not like the original but like there were things that were trying to that they were trying to stop you know, um, but whatever his he just moved in a different way, bro. He moved in a different way that makes you think like, whoa, bro. There's more to it than just like there's more to it. He was about positivity, but also being good to your fellow man and things like that. But just and dealing with kids all all the time, dealing with kids, and there was no no drama. Just a gentle, kind soul, man. Just a kind soul. Um, that's it, man. I don't know. It's jolly, I guess. He is yeah, I don't think I don't think violence is necessary, but I think the threat or like the the imminent danger of potential violence. Is necessary. The imminent danger of potential violence is necessary. The imminent danger of potential um, potential violence exists. Like uh, I saw this, um, I saw this thing on Instagram. This video. It's like an anti-bullying assembly where some dude brings up some like young girl from uh, from the school, gets her on stage, and he's like, "Okay, try to bully me," and she's like, "Ah, oh, you're stupid and ugly." And he's like, stop, you're hurting my feelings. And he's like, okay, that, that's the end of that. Good job. You did a good job bullying me, whatever. Now try it again. And then she's like, you're stupid. And he's like, yeah, I know, but you're really smart. And then he's just like, every insult she says, he just like accepts it and then like compliments her back. And then she like runs out of shit to say. And he's like, see, that's how you do, do I it. think people are. are uh... But then all the comments were like, 
<laughs> well, eventually they're going to get mad that you're not responding to their words and they're going to fucking beat your ass. So you have to fuck them up. Um, do I think people are, are being made to be weaker socially? Yes. I mean, like uh, with the non-bully bullshit, I think that that is, that is very true. Um, I think that's a good thing, though. Um, like no, bu- stop bullying. I just think making humans overall bigger pussies is better for humans. Hmm. Like we're not going to back down to animals. So we're not as long as animals, <laughs> as long as humans are just pussies to other humans. But that's the only American culture that's teaching that right now. <laughs> it's not worldwide. The Russians are not <laughs> stop bullying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Japanese are not stopping bullying. Italians are not stop bullying. And and I think uh well the bullying in the bullying in um uh or the things that you have to learn in pub in school and who you are as a person in school, I think like those jujitsu, social jujitsu things that you learn how to uh maneuver through social shit helps you in life later, man. Like I think when, when I deal with somebody in life and they're trying some type of bullshit on me they're doing some type of tactic or something uh, i realize where i'm at in that and how i am and i use whatever i think i either mimic them i give them the energy they're gonna give me i distract them i i'm sarcastic those are things you have to learn but if everyone's just like what, what happens if everyone's just like no it's cool when it comes down to money or you're grown there's parking someone trying to fuck you over or something like that or there are, is a real bully and later in life how you gonna deal with them when you've never dealt with them like i think some of these things are natural you know um well yeah a lot of that has to do with like how you're raised and like parenting hell yeah but i want to go back to um the the countries you mentioned yeah that are not teaching stop bullying yeah they're um they're also not proficient in art like America. America is the world power in art for sure in terms of the entertainment industry and music and like how many people you meet that are either, you know, writing, making music, doing stand up, uh, all that shit. And uh, you don't really see that much in other countries. Like if you go to any, I've been to a lot of countries and they're playing American movies and music everywhere. And I feel like art is the pinnacle of human, I don't know, freedom or I just feel like creativity is the purpose of humanity. Like to to get away, like get over all this bullshit of like, you got to go to work and feed your family and self-actualization. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The hierarchy. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Um, expression and creativity but in history there's there's art coming from all over the world i mean french and and we've kind of copied from everybody if you look at fine art though really fine art and, but in expressionism i think that there's only so many things that you can feel anyway uh any that you can feel grief you can feel hate you can feel jealousy you can feel love you can feel joy there's only a few things you can feel so human wise uh, there's only a few ways that you can express that, and uh, depending on your story or depending on where you are in the world, you're going to express that in a certain way. But we've seen artists do that from Japan and from Italy, from French. I mean, they started, they fought because they painted somebody's back. You know, there was like people stabbing each other because they painted a woman's back, and that was like against the church. Like that's an art history. I, I don't think. Uh, 
what is my my point is that we're the top we're the top financially in in art but like if you see korean movies or you see italian movies or you see any of them i think that we just don't care and that's why we don't see it because we don't know languages you know but they have their arts and they love them i mean like they have their movies they have their everything they have music it's just like we just flood the airways because we have we we business you know we're capitalists straight up yeah i mean i i mean other countries are not void of art okay we're just the most prevalent yes for sure like that's i heard gary vaynerchuk you know that guy hell yeah yeah gary v? <laughs> yeah he was saying that hollywood is like america's biggest tool it is it's just marketing it's the war it's dude oh man do you want to hear what I thought? Yeah. Man, someone was just telling me about the military industrial complex yesterday. It fucked me up uh, because um, what is it? You seen Barry? No, I haven't. It's a fucking great show. It's on HBO. It's fucking great. So nevertheless, so you see these movies and they try. Uh, well, explain the military industrial complex. Okay. Well, it's like the I. It's the. Uh, it's a machine, I would say, or it's a system that overall. It overall since what is it? It tells people it builds up the military and um, what is it? I would say it is an economic system that builds up the military, um, the military stronger and makes people spend more money on our military pretty much through entertainment and through young kids and everything like that. It's a terrible way to explain it, but I don't know if you saw, but I'm Googling it right now, and I just <laughs> opened up the Safari. Sweet Jesus, please do. Ten tabs I'm of smarter than this. I'm ten smarter than this. Of, ten tabs of Pornhub just came up. Oh, no, I didn't see that, but I wouldn't <laughs> judge you for that anyway, um, and it's normal stuff. Uh, yeah, nothing weird. But what were you going to say about it? Well, okay. Well, here we go. It's a formal alliance between a nation's military and defense industry that supplies that seen together as a vested interest which influenced public policy. A driving factor behind this relationship between the government and defense-minded corporations is that both sides benefit. One side obtaining war weapons and the other being uh, paid to supply them. There it is. Yeah. Uh, contractors. There's, biz there's people making a lot of money from wars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they, you know, that's really it. Um, and corporations that want to keep them going and corporations that benefit from it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Or yeah. That is, okay. So the entertainment industry knows that there are guns that are coming out. There are new guns that are coming out. There's new weird stuff that's coming out. So they put that into the entertainment to try it out on us, right? To, to say, hey, there's going to be these new guns or there's going to be this new technology. Let's, let's show them on this first. Let, let them see it. Let it get into their psyche. And uh, then we'll we'll try it in the news, so that art is in imitating life. Life is imitating art. But but instead of joining the military, they just go shoot up a garlic festival. Yes, yes, yeah, dude. Guns. Were, Hollywood makes guns look so fucking cool. We, bro, especially in California when you're. I mean, I didn't grow. Where, where are you from? I'm from Illinois. Okay, I didn't grow up with guns around. I don't know. I Illinois grew up with gun some laws. guns around. Okay. I, Never, I shot a gun when I was like 20, 21 or 22 or something for the first time. I, I shot even like my first gun one. when I was nine years old. A, a 22 shotgun. What was, your, what was your opinion on guns growing up? Safety 
safety and have them, and they you should have them. Like as a kid. Wait, like should I have them as a kid or should I no as a kid? Have th- these were your thoughts. These were my thoughts just because I was around them at a very young age. I mean, my dad, my grandparents moved to Alabama, bought twenty acres of land, and we would go out and shoot on that. So I mean, I saw guns. I went hunting. You know, I saw it as a means to get food. I shot stuff, brought it back, cooked it, and ate it. So in my mind, I saw that you can do that and didn't look at it as a pew pew to kill a guy but i but i was taught that you that it's a very dangerous thing you know what i'm saying and that you should be safe with it yeah my only exposure to guns growing up was in movies and shit yeah i never i don't even think i i don't even i can't even remember having an opinion on guns I just wanted one to be cool. I think I just saw them in like movies where they just hold it up and they'd be like, all right, you're, you're, I'm at your mercy. When I was nine, yeah, obviously it's just like a way to get power over somebody in movies. Yeah. You know? But when I was nine, I, you have to get an FOID card in Illinois. And so you have to go there and go to this two-day class and you sit out there and you learn what type of guns there are and how you shoot a book, bu- what, what is a bullet. And you learn so many things, bro. And I was obsessed for a little bit about guns, like about how a bullet works and what a bullet does and how many guns there are and where a bullet came from and all these things. I was obsessed with it. I brought a gun magazine to school in the fourth grade. Wait, a... A gun catalog. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like a magazine that holds bullets. No. Why, that sounds really bad. No, I brought a gun... (laughs) You're not in jail. No, no, no. I brought a gun uh, catalog to school just like, man, look at these shotguns like a nerd. But that would have been really creepy. No one ever caught it. It was like in my little cupboard with my pencils and stuff underneath because I thought that shit was not even like on a, not just on some nerd stuff. Not like on I want to just intriguing, away, intriguing and cool and like things that I wanted. Um, I mean, it's a pretty cool in- invention. You can just press a button and make someone die. You could do so much. I mean, it's fun. Have you ever got a gun buzz? Have you ever just shot guns and then you're just like, whoa, it's cool. Yeah, after I, I made a bunch of friends that were in the Marines and shot some pretty cool stuff. So about Barry, right? I was in the Marine Corps. Oh, I really? A, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I served five years. Oh, shit. In the Marine Corps, yeah. I never told you that. I thought we talked about this before. Maybe. I, I, we haven't talked since like the Marty it's days, been like a long two time. years ago. It has. So yeah, I was in the Marine Corps. So And then I got out. And and uh, joint did an acting class, you know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> and then talked about that weird stuff, some weird stuff, and then had a moment of a flashback, and then like like had an emotions, and and then used that in an acting time. That happened, and that happens on Barry. And so why Barry is so great because it's at this beautiful middle place of it's feeding the juxtaposition because he was a sniper and an assassin, but then he's. He's also uh, doing this really emotional work in an acting class, and it's like bouncing back and forth from that. And he goes back. You see him in the military, so it's like feeding both sides. Wait, isn't he like a hitman? He is. So he's a hitman, but he's also trying to be an actor. He's a he was a marine sniper, got out, became a hitman, and is now trying to be an actor. Yes. So does the show start after he was a hitman? He's an active hitman. Okay, okay. And he is trying to be an actor. He's trying to transition out of it. He's he's he these he, these guys own him that are hitmen, and he's like going and trying to do an acting class, and they're like coming up like, "Hey, bro, what do you think?" Like he'll go deep into an acting class, 
and like be doing this intense like you have to you have to you know bill Hader, right yes like the acting dude is the, the teacher just like you have to access that stuff i don't know what, what this block is but you have to access that you're you're not you're trying to act and then he's like i don't know he has these blocks up and then he like it goes and to another place and comes back and then he leaves outside and the dudes that he's a hitman with is just like where have you been man we need you to kill that guy right after the acting class bro so it's just like this back and forth such a good show bro um yeah it's been on my list for a while but i just haven't uh having a girlfriend doesn't allow you to choose the shows you want to watch also watching fucking pretty little liars or whatever (laughs) no no i don't submit to that bullshit but Usually, I, I used to just watch shit on my computer, mm-hmm. but she's got the smart TV, mm-hmm. and it's already logged into stuff. And see, that's what you see. Work. So that's what you see. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I'm not... This isn't supposed to be a sad it's moment. It's my Netflix account. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I know what you're talking about, though. It is real. You cannot watch whatever you want when you're spending time with a girl. It's not. It's not. Yeah, I kind of miss just having, like, five YouTube tabs open. Yeah. And just being like, oh, a little bit of this. Yo, I watched How to Build a, a, a Cruise Ship the other day just because I wanted to. Because <laughs> I was like, do they start in the water? Cruise ship. Yeah. Dude, okay, water? how? <laughs> they, I was wondering that. It's a dock. It's a dock with a big old open space, and they have all these tractors and all this machinery, and then they just, like, lay down the bottom, and then there's, like, pieces. There's whole rooms and sections of it that they just... So it's built on water. No, it's not built on water. It's a dock that's right next to the water that is, like, like a... You know when they show those those things, and there's all those uh, connex boxes, and then there's things that are no. moving and picking it up, and, like, like a docking field? Yes. Okay. It's, like, a part that looks like that next to water and then they like put it in there like picking up whole dining rooms that are built somewhere else and, and these machines are moving it and sliding the on big there. like crates um it's not crates it's just like literal parts of the cruise ship that's like one is a workout room one is a dining room one is a ballroom oh so they build the rooms piece by piece and they, first they build the bottom and then they like somewhere over here somebody's building a ballroom someone over here is building a casino someone over here is building a cafeteria oh, right crazy. and then the machines take it and put it together and weld it all on top of the bottom but first they build the bottom and they let water in to see if there's any leaks and then they put all that stuff on top of it. And then you see them painting it and making it beautiful. And then, you know, then they shove it out into the water, bro. And it's like, oh, my God. Do you ever work doing, like, manual labor? It's a little bit. I did, uh, did moving. You think you could build some shit? Yeah. What do you mean, though? What kind of shit? Like a house? I don't know. If, if I don't think I'm manly house, enough. You think you could put a kitchen in there? Connect all the yes. Gas. I don't think that I could do construction. I don't think I could actually work at at, in a construction like hold a job there. I'm just soft, you know. I think I've spent too much time doing soft ass shit, you know. Now my hands aren't calloused or shit like that, and I just don't know how to move shit. You pinch a finger and you're fucking done. What? People die. Yeah, dude, I don't think, I don't think I could, I don't think I could do much. Dude, I did, I did furniture moving for like four or five months last year, into last year, into this year. Bro, I look like such a bitch, bro. Yeah. 
like these guys you see like dudes way smaller than you lifting a whole couch to shove it on the back of a 18 wheeler and shove it in this little space a couch by himself or an arm armoire i don't know if you know what that is but this big old dresser thing that's in people's living rooms like leaning it back knowing how to do it leaning back properly and then shoving it on this thing in this mechanical perfect way like what yeah when it comes to making people pussies Inventing robots that can do that shit. I was saying that the whole time. I was like, dude, you just need a hydraulic. You need a hydraulic uh, dolly. That's all you guys need. <laughs> this can remote, con- remote control. Shoot, lift this up, shove it on there. Why do we not have this? No, they have. They have something like that. It's like a. It's like a crane, and you you uh, crank this little thing, and it, it takes a long time, but. Oh, little effort. Well, right now, the whole moving industry is Russians, Romanians, Mexicans, yeah. and Jamaicans. No, this is for like one heavy item. This is not. Oh, okay. And it, it's. Wait, when it comes to packing those trucks, bro, when you do moving, bro, you're doing it, and it's a whole bunch of migrant workers, and it's intense. Yeah, I think the last time I had my own furniture, like I always get furnished places because I'm, I'm so fucking lazy. Last time I moved was like 2014, and I was like, dude, fuck this. I'm never getting furniture again until I own a house. Yeah, that's probably the smartest shit ever. <laughs> I, dude, moving sucks. It's terrible. But I was driving my car. I'm, I'm a really bad driver, by the way. Okay. Like I, have, I have a student driver sticker on the back of my car. Mm. Just so <laughs> when I'm doing pe- stupid shit, people honking me less. And I'm not sure if it's been working. I just play my music loud enough to where I can't hear people honking at me. I get honked at all day. I drive Lyft. Oh, yeah? I still get honked at all day. Let's get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But my friend was like, why are you such a bad driver? And I was like, dude, I'm operating this like $10,000 heavy piece of machinery. I have no idea how it works. And all I'm doing is like moving my arms from side to side. And I... I don't know. I I think I just my brain and hands don't connect well. Motor <laughs> skills. Your motor skills aren't that are that good. Yeah, it's weird because I'm like good at drawing. Oh, so it's not motor skills. That's fine motor skills though. Yeah. Or I guess that's hand-eye coordination. The driving. I don't know. I can't catch a ball. That's hand-eye coordination. People always think I like play sports and stuff. I'm like, no, dude. I just lift metal things. Mm. I'm not not coordinated or that's athletic. That's crazy. At all. But hey, it is what it is. Agile. You're I'm not- so lazy that I go to the gym to be good looking enough to not have to develop a personality to talk to girls. Let's <laughs> just put in as little effort as possible. But how long have you been driving for Lyft? Like four or five months now. Not long. Is it all right? It's all right. It's cool just because I can make my own hours. Are people respectful? Um, 85% of them are. That's not bad. It's not. People that are disrespectful. Do you uh, like when people try to make conversation? Yeah. I feel like as a comic, like... Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. Most of the time, it's dope. Anything crazy happen? Did you get laid from it? No. I haven't gotten laid from it. That would be the Prospects. coolest story. Um, Some girl came in from town to get a nose job from Texas, and she was all about fucking, but she was... She, I wanted to see her <laughs> after the nose job. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, she was like, you know, 
one second away from being fine, but that nose, bro, was rough, G. Um, what else? Uh, it was bad. At least she was making a good investment. Yeah. She was, like, trying to have a good time, you know, but she was in the wrong place, a town, like Beverly Hills or something, and it was lame, and I was like, you need to go over here. You need to go out in downtown or Koreatown or something like that, well, at least the west side, you know what I'm saying, at least West Hollywood or something like that to have a decent time. Um, but I was, like, also trying to, like, give her advice with uh, how she looked, you know, not to be bogus. Like, I don't want you to go out and get your feelings hurt. Um, but sometimes I get some baddies. I've gotten, okay, I've gotten, like, three girls, fine-ass girls before from, like, Tao that get in my car that are day drinking or from the parlor from sometimes on Melrose that are, like, Instagram baddies, and they get in there already spicy, and I'm putting on the right jams, and they start, like, what are you about to do? And, like, flirt with me. And uh, I've gotten numbers, but I never follow through. Oh, man. I... I tried to become a Lyft or Uber driver for that sole purpose, and my driving record wouldn't allow it. Damn. Well, he denied me. That's good, though. Yeah. I would be – I shouldn't be responsible for other people's lives. Yeah, I'm a decent driver. I've become a better driver out here, but sometimes if I drive too much, my, it's about uh, – there's a level of, of – uh, there's a level of – patience and attention that i have and it runs out throughout the day so i only got like eight to nine hours of solid good driving before i start making mistakes i start not seeing things you have to be focused and keen i got adhd which what about comedy what do you mean would you run out of juice for that no nah, it's a total different type of energy i write yeah. bits i'm writing bits bits come to me constantly and i can write them down i get out the ride and like write down a bit really quick which is amazing, and then go work on it later on stage. Yeah. I can stop when I want to and go do a bit. Like, that's amazing. I could do this today because I knew that we were going to do it. You told me yesterday, so I started earlier in the day, made my money up to a certain point, and then was able to go do it. So that's sick. I couldn't How, do- how long you been doing comedy? This is my fifth year. Five years. Nice. Yeah. What's your process? And how would you get started? Um, I knew I was funny my whole life. Been knowing I was funny, um, like when I was like four, my parents used to let me jump on the living room like table and do the Marky Show, bro. Um, so that's the thing. Um, so that's the whole thing. I used to make my whole family laugh. Um, then I got into the military, and hey, um, I got into the military. Then I was even funnier. I was like in my that twenty year old funny, bro. I don't know if you were. Like that twenty-year-old funny of like still immature and still like weaning off of the high school. Oh, absolutely. That was a that was a fine. Twenty nineteen was my prime, dude. Twenty, I was so I'm in the military. I'm a corporal, and there's twenty. There's guys that are thirty-five and thirty-six. They got families, and I and these are like, these are like lieutenants and majors and sergeant majors and staff sergeants and i have everyone cracking up bro just being that was my first audience real audience and i have them all dying um so that's when i was like okay i have to do this and i jump on stage in joshua tree joshua tree saloon first time i get on stage and uh i bombed hard but i was like it doesn't matter I'm, i know i'm doing this though and then i uh, got out and moved to orange county then moved to la yeah, dude, Marines have some of the best or darkest senses of humors. Yeah. 
Like once you've been through some shit, I don't know. I, I, I got a handful of friends who were in the Marines that just are like my perfect audience. Dude, there's this group online. Shout out to uh, Marines United, bro. It's vets. It's vets. And um, these dudes are sharing memes and sharing videos. And I like it's Marty's, but even sicker, I would say. And these dudes are racist. They're Islamophobic. They're also some of them are very smart and they're nationalist. But there's a part of me still from my past that is just like, I need a little bit of this. But then they'll say a whole bunch of racist, sexist stuff. They'll like share a girl. A dude will be like, this fucking girl fucking cheated on me. Fuck her, dude. Share her pics. And so it's this girl's ex, this dude's ex, and he's sharing pictures of her naked, and we all see them. And like, they Wait, roast what her. Is, what platform is this on? Facebook. Oh, nobody reports it or anything? Oh, dude. So that I, the name that I just used got shut down because it got a girl joined it and was like, and I think her pictures got shared, and yeah, so she got it shut down. So then they started a new one, and I'm on a new one, but I'm not even gonna say that one's name. And it's fire. But here's the best thing about it: it says level of brotherhood. Like they'll roast the fuck out of somebody terribly, like make them feel like this, and like, and are super racist. They have like race racist Sundays where everybody just shares the most racist things that they can find on the internet or like black people doing super embarrassing things or white people and they'll be like minus 10,000 points for blacks like they'll say something like that because it'll be like a Jamaican dude humping a girl in a tree you know what I'm saying or something like that and then uh, it'll be like a, a, a black lady sucking a crackhead's toe you know something like that and it was like minus 20,000 for the blacks and then it'll be like you know something else racist but then a dude will be like, hey, I'm broke down in El Paso, Texas. I don't, uh, my car is broken down. My wife just took all my money. And you'll see when the dude be like, I'm on my way. Come over there. Take a picture with him of him helping his car. And then the dudes go off. Or they'll send the guy money. It's like, yo, I'm about to, I, I can't do this anymore, bro. Forget this, man. I'm so broke, man. I can't get my benefits and shit like that. And dudes will send the money, bro. Like, it's the weirdest, dopest brotherhood shit that I've ever seen. Yeah, man, that's, that's cool. Like, the shit that, um... I don't know. I remember when I was when I was twenty, I was in college and just an absolute like piece of shit, degenerate, mm -hmm. drinking all the time and just saying whatever the fuck I wanted. And most shit that I would ninety percent of it I would not say on stage today, mm -hmm. twenty nineteen. But um, we would just sit around just fucking talking shit to each other. Okay. And like. Like, I'm still friends with all of them. And I, I feel like that kind of, like, friendly roasting is essential. And by, like, people being oversensitive and stuff is kind of, it's, like, taken away from, I don't know. I, I need to fully come up with an explanation for why I think that's necessary. But just having a... A back and forth insulting. I guess just if you insult someone and they're like, you motherfucker, and then you fight, that's bad. But if you insult someone and then they're like, I'm going to insult you back, then you got a little back and forth going. The it's bullshit like, talking, bro. In it's kind of like that bullying thing where instead of like being like, oh, you're beautiful, though, and like being a pussy about it, like, like try to top them and then make it funny. 
Like that's that's when I realized I wanted to do comedy just being drunk with my friends and realizing that I wanted to be drunk and talk shit about people for the rest of my life. Or talk shit to people. I knew that the drinking times, bro, I'm the the drinking in the military, bro, is a whole nother level. But yes, the levels of that um, shit face drinking handles. I mean, I'm not going to go back and forth for pissing match on who probably drank more of those crazy nights, but those late nights and talking shit and that shit and like having those hilarious times. Great. Amazing. The things that happen are golden memories in my life. Um, also let me know that I have a talent here to make a whole group of people crack up. Uh, it's crazy. And yes, you probably realize then like, damn, I, should do this the rest of my life like how do i make money doing this and i should be on stage here still haven't um, figured out how to make money though <laughs> doing it yeah so, i mean we're off we're all like <laughs> right away from that i mean it's really getting a fire roll it's about having a uh uh you have to build a an audience that wants to pay to come see you that's really what it comes down to how do you do that distribution just like rapping that's what this podcast yeah. is about but you need distribution for this podcast, right? So you'd have to sign with somebody that can put your shit all on airways and advertise it. That's what it really comes down to. So what do you need? A a, a publicist, a publicist most likely, um, a, a publicist or one signing and one agency that signs you with somebody else, or you get somebody that is amazing or, or that has a huge followers, and then they say, "Hey, listen to this podcast." Those are the things they put you on. You know, you listen to. That's, there's no such thing as bad publicity. That's using publicity is what it's about, bro. You have to do that. So what? You do some stunts, maybe. You do a stunt, a publicity stunt, or you you pull somebody on. But you have to. You get a, you gotta get a little dirty, is what I'm realizing, um, to bring attention. Or you get yeah, a role on a show. I, I always figured my big break would be getting arrested for something crazy. Or something funny. If that happens, and then and then you're like getting into the police car, like, yo, follow, listen to my podcast, and you're like, they shove your head in, you're, dude, your shit will skyrocket. And this is we've been doing it. How long many years you've been doing comedy? Uh, I've been really grinding for like three, like mm -hmm. consistently. Okay. My first mic was six years ago. Okay. And then I did it like once every couple months. Dude, we're around the same time. Don't try and play me. We're around the same time. Um. I feel like we started. I remember seeing you when we first started, bro. I feel like, because uh, well, okay. So I'll just say a date. Well, it was four years ago is when I moved here, and then I left LA for a year. Oh, and so did not do maybe comedy not. at all. Okay, so I saw I started. In I'm trying to compound it because I if I say I've been doing comedy six years and I should be way funnier. No, not necessarily. You're funny. You're about you're about five years funny. Is that bad to say that? <laughs> I'm about five years funny. That's good. Seven years funny is where I feel like it's like, oh, this motherfucker's got makes me crack up and I want him on my show. I need him on my show. That's where I want to be in. Like, I, I got yeah. a year to have that breakthrough of like, oh, okay, I got something. And then I have all this random material and then I know how I look and I have a act out and I know my voice. When all those things merge together and I have material, now I can fucking start, uh, start fucking ripping shit. And I... Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy how you you lose it like exercise. Like if you don't do it for a while, you gotta like get back in the groove. Even like, Eddie Murphy said that when I when I saw you at Fourth Wall like like a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. I think that was the second or first or second set. I did two back to back there. Mm -hmm. Fourth Wall's an open mic. 
everyone. Um, it was like the first or second set I did in like two months. I hadn't been on stage in like two months mm-hmm. or was on like once or something. Yeah. And then the first one was just terrible. And then the second one was pretty bad. And then the third one was all right. And then I don't know, that's been, that was like a couple of weeks ago. And now I feel like I'm back in the groove. Yeah. Um, and I wish I didn't take that time off. So I'm not trying to talk shit or like make myself sound, but I didn't do comedy from October to January. Um, se- sorry. Sorry. No, like August to January, really. I'll say September, okay? Because I was working on the road. And I come back and I go back and do my open mic, toasted and roasted. I don't know if you ever went to it. Uh, but on Melrose? Yeah, on Melrose. Yeah. So you did with Donkeys and Sal's. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were still going just a few months ago. So I come back after being gone for months and uh like I'm I should I got to shake it off at my own open mic a little bit. So I'm not gonna say I came back and like murdered. I was about to, like came back and did good, but I got to shake it off and like get my feet wet a little bit and then, then I got to get on some shows and then um got to do, you know, get a little warm. So that's how I got warm again, I guess. Yeah, no, I've I've had one good set since I started doing it again the last couple of weeks. Are you using old shit? I'm not using anything that's on the internet. Why? Because, I mean, like shit that I've done that I put on YouTube. Why? Because it's already out there. So? I don't know. I want to I wanna do other shit. I'm feeling other stuff. Okay. Um, here's what I've been doing, which is maybe some bitch ass shit. Um, I've been doing shit that I know works and then one bit that one bit that I'm just brand new. Um, and try it a little bit and mix it in there. And uh I don't know like a part of me is like, have I already won them over? Because, you know, they already see hear my shit that is polished and works and then they're already laughing, so they're gonna laugh at that other bit, right? So if they don't laugh at it, you're like, okay, the, I should probably scratch that. I, not that I scratch it or I said it wrong. There's something wrong yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. you know? Like it needs work. If they laugh at the premise, then I know that I just need to add some more tags or something like that. Like it's a it's a laugh in the beginning and then I'm going to keep the laugh going or build it up, you know? Um, so if they laugh at the premise, then it's a funny idea. That means that my writing just needs to get better or my performance needs to be better the way I say it. That's what That's all it is. But if there's funny in there, then I know I can get it better. And you ever just like there's things that I know that are funny in my life or ideas that I have that I don't feel like I'm good enough of a comic yet to even try. Have you did you have that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what I would do with that, even though it's brilliant. It's like, damn, and I don't have the tools to make that great yet. Well, there's a lot of funny shit in the news that I don't know how to make funny. Like Tom Segura is really good at taking like shows and putting them into like stand-up format and like like I saw this article about this dude this old white dude who got fired for emailing people about Tupac yeah I saw that and then you said you talked about that when I saw your fourth wall yeah you're yeah. the first person I heard to say anything about that people yeah. laughed that's funny but yeah. I don't have a joke about it yeah I mean but was, but like I don't know there's a lot of different someone so another comic could make that pretty funny yeah and I, I probably could too. I just I haven't thought of anything. I mean, the whole reason that I did that joke when you saw it was I was trying to say how a podcast is better than comedy because I don't have to leave my house and I don't have to finish the joke. 
That so was like, funny. here's a story and that. So there, there's a joke right there. Yes. But um, I did try to write a joke about it before that. Mm-hmm. What I just ended up being. And that's also another like way I promote my podcast is just by making jokes about it in a, during a show in front of like real people. That's marketing. That's brilliant. Oh, dude, I've been getting down on podcast marketing. I've talked about it on here before, but like uh, I, I, I made this little like I drew like a picture. It's a 40 ounce. Nobody knows what it is because I guess I'm not that good at drawing, but <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a 40 ounce with my face on it. And it says Casperger's and it has the link and like a picture of like iTunes and Spotify, whatever. And I got stickers made and like slap them around town here and there. And then I when I'm in airports, I'll airdrop that to whoever phones around me. And, um, then I made, I went on, I had my girlfriend redownload Tinder and went on it. You told me that you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's brilliant. That's smart. Yeah. But you said they kicked you off because yeah. And then I did it on my own. Oh, okay. I did it on my own Tinder and changed it to my girlfriend's pictures. And then uh, I couldn't change my name, so people were like, Eli, I could get lost in your eyes. And it was weird. <laughs> That's the cost, bro, of marketing. Yeah. It could be $1,200. I, I linked her Instagram, or I like put it on there so it would look like I'm not a catfish. And then dudes just started sliding into her DMs left and right. And then I was like, ah, oh, shit, I'm accidentally wingmanning my girlfriend to get fucked by other dudes. Yeah. But I got some. I got a handful of plays off. It's it. all cute and games until like a better guy comes. <laughs> until an actual good dude that's better looking. You got a little look on your face right now, bro. And you're like, because you're cocky and you got ego. You're like, well, wow, that's gonna be really hard. But I don't, she's not really into good dudes. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, whatever she likes about you, time, you know, a little bit more comes like you what if a guy that's exactly you but just a little bit cooler oh yeah i think about that all the time that's why dude she'll be um she gets dm'd a shit ton uh-huh daily and um i'll just like watch these guys like f- fly in there like she'll have one and i'll be like <laughs> like i'm a fucking scumbag so i'm like i know all the tricks and her whole thing is like, no, you're the only person that's that bad. Most guys aren't like that. And I'm like, yeah, but like, maybe like, she'll be like talking to some guy and she'll be like, no, he's fucking gay. And I'm like, oh yeah, is that what he told you? I've pretended to be gay to fuck girls before. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy it. No. Yeah. Um, the game. Um, I don't, you said so much there. I don't know where to insert, but <laughs> I don't know where. But like, yeah, when you, when you realize how cunning, how you know how cunning you are, it makes you be like, especially to you don't know what that dude's doing. He is not a friend. He is not gay. He is not anything. He's trying to get closer to you. Uh, I've done all these things. Like, don't try. I've done everything. Um, yeah, but bro, like here's just, my marketing, bro. We're Stop, just friends. Bro. You see that, bro? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, explain it. Oh, I mean, we don't have. Explain it for the Oh, oh, I just wanted to show it to you, but hey, like um really how do I say this? I don't want to give away my marketing scheme here, really. I mean like it's strategy. Well, it was a poster of a show you had. Oh, it's a poster of a show, yeah. It's just a picture of me and it has words on it. I just learned how to um put what's important, put some words that are eye catching, um, 
put a, a picture of yourself that's nice. It's me sitting there. I got a weird look on my face. Let me see it again. I got a, you know, I look kind of cool. Um, I'm telling you to come to this. I put part got a, a lot of L.A. listeners. Just plug that real quick. Oh, oh yeah, man. So um, Fresh Jay's comedy show, man, after party um, is my birthday. Um, Busby's East, which is on Wilshire and Cloverdale, August 11th. You should come through this Sunday. It's actually going to be a dope time. We got a dope lineup, fun stuff. I, I really wasn't trying to just plug my show. I was just trying to show you how nice this flyer was, honestly. Yeah, but why not? Yeah, but now it's Marketing, you. bro. That's what we're talking about here. Bro, that's the most important What's thing. What's your Instagram? Oh, my Instagram is Playboy Marky. Uh, that's it. <laughs> With a Y or I-E? Uh Playboy is an I, Marky is a Playboy is a Y, Marky is an I. That's that. Um but um marketing to me right now is it's a whole, it, I'm really in it the way I want to be in it as far as thinking about it, uh, as far as strategizing and stuff like that. It's difficult. People are giving me advice from other cities and so somebody in Texas, somebody in Phoenix. That's a totally different it's so much easier. You, you People possibly want to support you there. You know, I feel like you have friends there. Not that I don't have friends, but not friends that want to come support me. In reality, I do, but it's just that my self-esteem is low because Kevin Hart is, like, right there. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Hart is walking distance from me, and, and Dane Cook is there. Why the fuck would they want to see me, you know? You don't ever feel that when you're trying to... But your, your stuff is... You're in a situation. Podcast is is people just want to listen to you if they want to listen to you. Nevertheless, yeah, they, they don't have to put any effort into listening to this. They don't. It's right in their hands. It's with them all the time. So yeah, no one's gonna come see me in L.A. But I have I have a good amount of friends that would see me in San Diego. Fuck yeah, yeah. Shout out to Keith Hunter Camp Parker. Actually, kind of fuck you. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm I should be doing some shows in Oceanside pretty soon. These are Marines. No. Oh, okay. Uh, my Marine friends are all scattered around the country. I'm sure, or the world, maybe even. They're they're not in the Marines anymore. Oh. One of them's growing hemp in Kentucky. Interesting. Making a good amount of money. It's bad. It's worth it. It's badass. Yeah, I think I think most of them pretty doing pretty well. That's a beautiful thing. Um, that smells pretty good, man. Oh, that brisket. Yeah, I was about to ask you. Can you feel the heat? I feel like it's I feels getting the heat. a little warm in there. It is. It Dude, is. I, I was trying to turn off this AC because you can hear it in the background. Mm. The thing is on off. I but mean, it's still, it's been blowing this whole time. I thought it was going to turn off in a few minutes, but it's been like We would probably be cooking, 40. We would be brisket if this AC wasn't on. Yeah. So it's kind of a good thing. Man, you been to Austin, Texas? No. Fucking best barbecue ever. That's debatable. I'm a master debater. What do you... I haven't. I haven't had. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had. I haven't had good barbecue. Have you had Kansas City else. barbecue? No. Then Do, I mean, I'll go there just to have you had famous Dave's. Argument. Have you ever had famous Dave's? Where is that? Um, I mean, it's a chain. There's one in California. Yeah, there's one in Long Beach. 
but I'm pretty sure they, they have all their they have Texas style, they have Kansas City style, they have Memphis style. Those are the three those are the three barbecues that win the real the real fucking barbecue like go off every time there's like a world uh, a nationwide barbecue thing. It's so you're big in barbecue. Yes, with the yes. Bro, dry rub, bro. If dry rub. Are is, you about to lift after this? No. Um but I planned on going downtown and doing some mics, but what's up? What did, yeah, I'm trying to do some mics too, but uh let me hook you up with some brisket around 7:49. 7:49? Yeah. That's, um that's when it's going to be done. <laughs> That means it's gonna be good because you're cooking it slow. Uh, that's a long time, but uh, I just told somebody that I was gonna go do mics, and that starts at seven thirty. Um, so I mean, that's a conflict of interest right now. <laughs> I'll be honest; it's a conflict. Well, it's like it's like four pounds. It's gonna take me a while to eat it. Yeah, it's gonna co- it's gonna be cooking for a very long time. Um, you started it a little late, you know, but we t- but you know, you know your way around a smoker. Um, yeah. Mine's in the oven. I'm in an apartment in Los Angeles. We don't have fucking smokers out here unless you're a fucking millionaire. My dad has a smoker. Always, I always had smokers, first of all. But then um, his next door neighbor, like, got, like, the trailer smoker that you put on the back of your fucking car. The big, big dumbass one. They, like... I have no idea what that is, but that sounds awesome. It's a big, it's a smoker that is, like, five feet tall and, like, three feet, like, long, and you just put... All t- like you know, big ass thing of wood in there, and then you fucking put like six rabs, like six slabs of meat, and you just start it. Some people fucking start that shit up and then drive fucking to another place while it's cooking on the back, and then get there and their shit is done, and they open it up and fucking eat on the beach or fucking like, in the like woods. Breaking brisket, pretty much breaking dry- brisket. <laughs> that should be a show. <laughs> That's badass. But yeah. The down south, bro, my dad lives in Georgia, but Kansas City, Alabama, Texas. I mean, I'm not saying that those are better than Texas because I've had Texas barbecue. I've maybe not been. I've been to Texas, and I've had Texas barbecue, just not Austin. They're just good, but not better than Kansas City, bro, to me. All right. Well, I haven't been there, so you. I'm going to assume that you're right. Dude, that shit is another I haven't been one. to a bunch of places you've named. I've been to more countries than I have states. That's cool. That's weird. It's weird. It's weird how different. I feel like I should get a better taste of what country I live in is before I start exploring the world. But I don't know. Dude, but we just have a union. We're the United States. If we didn't have that, those these would all be countries. So, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, we have federal laws, but like fucking it sometimes feels like you're in a totally different country. Oh, yeah, man. In, in another, another state. I mean, I always talk about how different. Arizona is from California. Dude, there's been some crazy shit in the news about Arizona. There was this one. um, It was like a body donation center like Uh for organs and stuff. Okay. And I don't I don't remember how they found out about it, but they found like 10 tons of body parts that were just like thrown together. And some of them were like. There was like a torso with the head cut off and like a smaller head sewn on and like a bunch of arms like sewn together. Like just some sick fuck was just playing with dead bodies. And like the, these weren't like it wasn't like a these people weren't like uh, missing or murdered or anything. They like, they had all been like processed by the hospital and sent to the morgue and then went to the body donation center where apparently 
there's not really any laws regulating that in Arizona. So he just got to do whatever the fuck he, he wanted. Was, yeah, he just messed with them. And uh, I think like 30 families are suing. And then there was that one lady. Uh, she got diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So someone saw the picture. Of wait, a, I guess we should talk about that. For yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> like, wait. I have uh, a ten, ton, ten tons of body parts. Moving on. Yeah, like and bodies sold on other heads. But other news. Like, wait, hold on. <laughs> but so be, uh, questions that I have. People saw a picture of their other family member with another face on that. And then they sued. Um, that's what I need to know. Let's see. <laughs> um, took the FBI 142 body bags to haul away 10 tons of human remains. A woman's head sewn onto a man's body, mounted and hung on a wall, was just one of the gruesome discoveries in a raid on an Arizona science facility. FBI agents found buckets of limbs, coolers filled with male genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and dismembered torsos piled on top of each other. They probably sold the organs before dismembering. Hell them. yeah. Yeah. The organs are worth a lot. Black market. Arms and legs. You can't do much with those. I mean. Arms and legs, no, but them organs? Joints. Yeah, the them organs. organs? I think a heart's like 30 grand. I just made that up. <laughs> uh, pile on top of each other with no identification. Littered throughout the Biological Resource Center, according to a lawsuit. Some 33 plaintiffs are now suing the now-closed facility, claiming they were duped into donating loved ones' remains for scientific research when, in fact, the body parts were being sold for profit. So not only were they lying, they were Ponzi scheming livers. They were also taking the rest of them and just fucking sewing them together and shit. Or I don't know. Maybe it was like a trap house for limbs. Like, yo, you need an arm? Dude, the black market. There's yeah. somebody but near what? us that is selling a liver or a kidney. There's somebody. There's a, no, I get that, though. But, like, what can you do with a bucket of dicks? Yeah, no, that is absurd and hilarious. A cooler full of male genitalia. He was just using that shit. And then uh, the article I read uh, said how one FBI agent was like, I can't sleep after seeing this. <laughs> like, it was that fucked up. I've been watching Dexter. That should just... That, that should have been a fucking whole episode right there. That should have been good. The that, civil lawsuit names former and owner founder Stephen Gore. What a great name. fitting name. Great name. Who pleaded guilty in 2015 for providing vendors with contaminated specimens. He was sentenced to one year deferred jail time, four years probation, and forced to pay $121,000 in restitution. So it's not that big of a crime, what he did. It's just really fucking gross. Well, also, that was a different thing. Wait, so he did that before and then got back? The civil lawsuit Providing names, contaminated specimens. I don't know what that means. He already pled guilty, and he got to do this again? He pled guilty for providing vendors with contaminated specimens. In 2015? Yeah. And then he paid all that and was able to get back into it and do this again? Um, former owner and founder, so maybe I guess not. But he just was like, I just can't leave this life of body parts. I mean, like, once you're in a work, I mean, once you're working something that's profitable, it's oh, hard to leave. Man. Just fight, try a whole new line of work when you made all those connections. And then there was that dude, um, this male nurse who knocked up a pregnant... In a coma. He knocked up a girl in a coma, yeah. Was that in Arizona, too? That was in Phoenix, Arizona, as well. Oh, man. 
And then they had that lady held at gunpoint because her four-year-old stole a doll from like a dollar store. I heard that too. I don't know if it's a dollar store, but four-year-old store. Yeah, people are wilding out in Arizona. Yeah, super racist. Very racist place. Remember, have you seen? You saw that uh, that uh, what? Who was America? Yeah. And uh, when they went to Sierra Vista, or where they went, <laughs> he's to like, "I'm not saying anyone's." Ra- uh, yeah, who's America with Sasha Baron Cohen, the yeah. guy who played Borat? He apparently pretends- he comes to to toasted and roasted. Shout out to Sasha Baron Cohen? Cohen. He goes to toasted and roasted. No fucking he way. He goes in there, bro, and gets dr- drinks, and he's cool. I'm surprised that he goes in public. Yeah, I feel like so many people want to kill him that are have power. You think after what he did on that show, after, dude? Who is America was insane. I don't know how he doesn't have an award from that. I don't know how he doesn't have. That. I was like a surprise. I was like surprised and laughing and shocked and like oh, it was so funny. But I was like, holy shit! How he gets a fucking congressman to scream the n word while sticking his ass out, and then that guy resigns. Like that, that's some fucking. Then he also he got like he got people shit. to sign off on like kids having guns at five years old. Oh yeah, to say and that say that real in a video. congressman. And how are you being tricked? But but I'll be honest though, I've and they're still working, working in our Congress, working right now, signing off on laws that are passing in our life that are changing our lives, affecting our lives. That's crazy. Nevertheless, um, I went. I was in the. I was at. I worked at the Veteran Resource Center at LACC. And I went up to Sacramento, the California, uh, California capital, and went up to the Congress place or whatever, the Congress building, the Capitol building or whatever, and was talking to them and was pitching, like pitching shit, like to make, get money, to pass a law to get more money for fucking veteran resource centers, which happened. You know, we actually got that money. The LACC now has a better veteran resource center. It worked. It was sick. I was a part of that. It's badass. But we went in and talked to these people and we pitched our shit and they just signed. They just were like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I don't, some of them didn't even hear me out. Some of them were just like, yeah. Some of them were like, yeah, I could have been pitching anything. You know, I, I just think that so many people come into their office and do that. You know, so many people. How many signatures do you need to get some shit? I don't know. I don't know that, that information, but like, they were saying, yeah, cool, I'm totally down with it. Yep, 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 yep. Like, we got a lot of yeses. I mean, I, don't, I think the pressure of someone saying no in your face or asking, like, well, why would we do this? I, I, no one said no. I don't think anyone said no. Maybe the signatures didn't happen somewhere and I didn't look, but, like, I feel like they're in a position. They're, like, backed against the wall. And when the people come in there, I feel like they're overwhelmed as fuck, is what I would say. They're probably overwhelmed. Like you I just, guess so it makes sense. They're, like... I feel like the pressure comes from above. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it squeeze. totally does. I don't it comes from that. above and below. I don't think the average politician is worried about the American people, the public, and what they're going to do. Then they're worried about their higher-ups and how they're going to be perceived. So well, they can no. Be also, if the American people, if you, if you, if the American people come in here and say, hey, we want this, and then you say no, and it affects some fucking little kid that some – it affects somebody because you took money out of their out of their life or something like that because you said no because you didn't care. That's gonna be bad publicity on you. It's gonna ruin your life. Yeah. Remember that. Remember that whole thing where somebody they signed off like they said no to like money for specials for special needs. Did you hear that? 
probably not specifically. It was like Maxwell, uh, either one of these fucking Democrats were calling these Republicans out for signing, not signing off on special needs funding. And they were just going in on them. Like, did you say yes to that? Did you yes or no say yes to that? Like, he was under questioning and he was just like doing the politician shit, trying to dip and dodge. But eventually it was like, I yeah, love watching those. They're good. Getting grilled. They're good. And you just like think about everything you signed off on. But like, I don't know, man. You're a working, pol- you're a politician. You suck for being a politician. But like, it, you're, you probably came in with good intentions. Like a cop, man. A good cop that turned bad and shitty, I think they probably came in with good intentions, but that work is hard as fuck. It's a fucking hard job. I, I'm not going to sit up here and advocate for police here, but also my best friend is a police officer, and really? I hear his stories, yeah, in Chicago, and it's fucking intense, he tells me. One of my Marine friends was a cop, and he I think he listens to this, and uh, he got fired for doing drugs fuck so he's cool <laughs> i mean he did it. he got out um that shit is hard man you're weird like you shouldn't have did this you shouldn't have did that but bro i'm not fucking tackling crackheads all day i'm not fucking picking up and letting a fucking prostitute crackhead homeless lady touch me all day or motherfuckers spit on me the yeah, nastiest dude. motherfuckers all day and yeah, gotta keep ever, it cool you ever see like a like a dirty homeless person yeah like imagine having to touch them yeah, yeah, well, I, like, you, I'm always mentally fighting every person that's near me. Yeah. I think most guys do that. I, I think about how I will take down every person when I'm walking past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. Okay. But, like, when you do that with a homeless person, you're like, all right, how do I take them down without touching them? Yes. I'm thinking, like, Spartan kicks. I'm thinking, <laughs> I will, I'll pick things up and so throw them. Shoes. I will throw something at their face first. Throw something at their face really hard first and then kick them down you know that's it you, I don't want to touch none of you I don't want to touch your hair yeah, I don't want to touch anything bro. even if you win the fight you're gonna be gross a homeless person got into my car and maybe they weren't a homeless person got into my lift but they smelled homeless He's but then I dropped them off I dro- no I dropped her off in fucking skid row oh her yeah oh man and then they she- start giving like, they got those Obama phones, but they start putting Uber on that. Oh. they! I gave uh, – she smelled homeless. Uh, and uh, then she was like, you got change for a 20? And I was like, no. Nah. You like, got 20? <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, well, I was trying to give you some change, but I – and I was just, like, so confused. Like, how do you get this – how'd you get the 20? Would I even want that 20? <laughs> Why would I have change for a 20? And then she's like, this is my job. This is my job. Drop me over here. And then, like, this ain't no job. Nothing was open. Oh, me, me and my girlfriend went to this club the other night. She was trying to show some other girl a good time. I don't like clubs at all. But there's, like, a table of dude just throwing wads of $1 bills up. And I just fucking <laughs> I just get down and start picking them up. I left with, like, 15 bucks. Fuck right. That's and a they were solid covered meal. in beer, and they were disgusting. That's a solid meal, again. though. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, were you downtown? No, Hollywood. Oh. I'm not a huge fan of downtown. It's gross. The fact that it's hard to drive there and there's a lot of homeless people. It's gross, but there's some good More parties. than driving than homeless people. But you can Uber. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even drive. You just... Didn't you say you were a terrible driver? You still drive. All right, it's also the homeless people. All right, we... 
Got a good chunk of time here. Yeah. I feel like it started heating up like halfway through. It did. We never talked about meat. Are we we we're finishing this right now? We talked about wrap it up. We, we we talked about a bunch of badass shit though. I mean, yeah. Bad. What do you got to say about my brisket? <laughs> that I want to taste it, which sounds gay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> I do like. Well, what did you do? Did you brine it? Let's talk about your process. What's your process? I just. I don't know, man. I don't. I just threw it in some foil and wrapped it and put some seasoning on it and put it in the oven. In what order? You put it in. I put the seasoning on. What seasoning? No, I put it on the foil. I put a seasoning on that came with the thing. Oh, God. And then I wrapped it. You put a lot? Or just it was, a little bit? It was bit? a small packet. Okay. Okay. It's all over it? Did you rub it in? Did you beat it at all? No. You just throw it on there and put it in there? Yeah. Okay. I put a little under. Oh, okay. Have you ever cooked a brisket before? Yeah. Okay. It turned out good? Uh, Good enough. Okay. Are you a decent wasn't cook? wasn't bad. Are you a decent cook? I'm a pretty good cook. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Remember, um, I'm, not, I'm not used to ovens, though. I'm not really good with ovens. Yeah. I'm, a, I, I'm not good with grills, either. Other than most of my adult life, I've lived in apartments, so stovetop. Yeah. Um, have you ever, uh, you know what a brine is? No, nah, you don't. Is that f- what whales eat? No, it's a fucking, uh, that's krill. They eat krill. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you put it in this bag of fucking like salt and fucking salt and water, or it can be olive oil and, and, and seasonings and shit, garlic and shit like that. And through osmosis, it takes the moisture out of the fucking meat and inserts whatever fucking, whatever shit that's in there. And, uh. So you, there's water now from the meat in the bag, but the shit that you put in there is in there. So the meat now is infused with what the fuck you put in there. So yeah, it, it, it tastes like rosemary and fucking olive oil. It can taste like thyme and garlic. It can fucking taste like whatever the fuck you want. And then you then wait. So it's double bagged. It's just thick ass plastic. It's a thick ass plastic. There's brine bags with that shit in it. Like there's a product. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you put that shit in there for six hours, maybe a day. And then you fucking take it out. So it's like marinate, marinating, but with a different intention. Brine, bro. Like marinating and brining. I guess it's the same thing, but it's different because they make it with different shit, bro. Listeners, man, you know about brining. I know you do. Um, And then you fucking put that shit in there. And now your meat is, you know, because sometimes deep inside of the fucking brisket, it's hard to reach that shit with flavor. Now you fucking got all the way to the core. That motherfucker with flavor. That's the type of shit my dad does. It was fucking like. Prime rib and shit. And you do that with animals you'd kill. Um, if I killed an animal, I'd brine it. That's so cool. I've I've never killed an animal. I wanted the first animal I killed to be eaten. I wish like me. paintball, you could go hunt. I wish you could go rent out a gun, go out into a field that has deer and fucking cow and fucking all these exotic ass animals, maybe that are that are balanced an ecosystem, and kill them. And then take back the meat. So you take it to a butcher that's there. They chop it up for you, and then you take the meat home. Is that not a business? Is that not sick? Has that? I feel like something like that has existed. I mean, people have. Uh, people have. What do you call it? People have land. I feel like you could do that. That they live off of, but there's no like. You can rent the weapons and go hunting. There's no. There's no service like that. I feel like you could do that in Texas. I don't know though. That's a brilliant idea and fun. Yeah. So you don't feel bad about fucking 12. Uh, uh, no, dude, they have fucking private like hunting places in Texas. 
but you don't rent the weapons there. You bring your own. Yeah, there's there's places where you can go hunting. Hell yeah. I'm talking about you don't have a gun. You're just a guy. You and me, we're friends. We don't got guns. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I feel like that exists. You just That's ride. a good idea. You rent you rent a car, maybe. I'd do it. And you get to go ride with your homies and hunt. You probably fuck up a bunch of times. It's a real animal. The animal gets scared because one of your friends is drunk or stupid. That'd be me. And you laugh and that shit runs off like, yo, you have to shut the fuck up. I'm not. And then we get meat. Then we go cook it like epic meal time. Yeah, I think murder is, I think killing animals is bad. I don't, I, when I see a cow, I don't think it's any different than my dog in terms of their importance. I don't look at a cow shit. like meat, like, oh, look at that meat. I don't look at it like that. <laughs> I look at my dog like that sometimes. <laughs> you would eat your dog if you had to? No, 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 I'm just kidding. But really, you would never eat your dog if you had to? Like if I was going to starve to death? Uh-huh. I'd rather starve to death and have a friend to be with me to die than eat my friend and then starve to death. Yeah. And die with... <laughs> alone with my friends rotting carcass but what if it's next just thing? a matter of time and someone's gonna come but you know like i have to eat him and then i can go back to life yeah no i'd rather die sick that's cool that's dope <laughs> for sure yeah that's real like i come back and people like eli you so you're like stranded on the island with your dog what happened like oh it's it's all good now i just had to eat my dog and now like i'm back on track like, I w- no, I would not want to say that ever. I would not want to have to be that. That's awful. That's fucked up. Yeah. Or you just have a picture of your dog. Mm, sorry. Some other fictional thing, but you know what I'm saying? I hear you. Yeah, it's fucked up. But if, like, I died and then my dog lived on and had a good life, I'd be like, all right. I mean, even though I'm more important than him. If you die, your dog's going to eat you, though. <laughs> oh, for sure, dude. I thought about, dude, I think about all the time if I just blew my head off, like right here in this room with him sitting there. I think he'd just come over and just start licking my blood. Okay, so literally, um, if, if you die, if you die in a house and you're just with an animal, you know that, like, cats will eat your shit, with, eat your face. With a, well, cats are different. Cats are fucked up. Yeah, but dogs eat your face, too, but they wait, like, two weeks. It takes like two weeks for dogs to actually eat your face. So cats, <laughs> cats actually straight up fucking go in, bro, fast. What's uh, cite your sources? I don't know. I don't, I don't doubt you. I've just heard that. I believe it. No, cats eat your face faster in in a, in a situation like you know old people that fucking have cats. They're and and the food ran out. Yeah, they fucking come for your face. Why the face? It's That's fr- why my dog's always looking at my face. He's like, can't wait for this. No, nah, I, I thought about that too. <laughs> Yeah, why not the titty or the calf, you know? Calf, yeah. Calf. Titty's all fat. That's no good. Calf, though. Calf. That's a good one. Yeah. Low to the ground. Ooh. I mean, you're not going to be standing, but it's just like a, it's a fucking turkey leg, you know? I feel like I'd die sitting on a couch. Yeah. Eating your dick. That's terrible. It's a vein cluster. It's not. It's like. Uh, What's the weirdest shit you've eaten? Alligator. That really? Yeah, it's about as weird as it gets for me. Like just straight up alligator, or like ground up. It was. I went to New Orleans. They they had like alligator nuggets. It wasn't like real. Like you didn't have like the the fleshiness to it. Like when I you, think like I had fried. Steak. I had fried alligator at a New Orleans restaurant. Yeah, they they no they do alligator sausages there at most places. 
Hmm. I want like an alligator steak. I had a scorpion once. It was pretty good. I had ostrich. Sorry, I've had ostrich. Bison. <laughs> That's not really that crazy. Ostrich was crazy. Bison's delicious. Different meats are pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah. Um, I think that it would be better if we branched out on the meat we ate. Goat is fucking badass. I think we should start eating insects. Probably, yeah. Insects are really a superfood. They're high in protein and fiber. And, I mean, I don't think they really have souls. And there's so many more bugs. Yeah. There's so many more bugs that we already need to eat. The only reason why we don't eat bugs is because, oh, gross. That's it. That's, That's the only it. reason. This yeah. is a stigma attached. Yeah. But when you look at the... When you do the numbers, there's more bugs than any living creature on this earth. Yeah, and it's healthier and it's less fucked up. There's no blood and you don't have to throw it. I say fucking smash a bunch. Dude, there's they're making like cricket bread. It's fucking bad. Fire, fire. That's good. Yeah, I would eat that because then you can you get rid of that whole like I'm not actually eating like crickets. It's just like, oh, they fucking dry them out and powder them. Do you know how to make beef jerky, by the way? Yes, I've made beef jerky before. All right, go on with what you're going to say, and then I want to know how to make beef jerky. Okay, well, just a fucking whole cricket bread. <laughs> just talking about cricket bread, but bread. Why? Oh, my thought is that everything has consciousness, so they probably do have souls. They probably do think. I don't think that they're all fucking not thinking anything. I mean, I think that. I, I agree with you. There's plants. Plants have consciousness. It's a fucking real thing. If you say negative shit to a negative shit to a plant, it's going to grow fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Versus a plant that fucking grows, that hears positive or good vibes. It's real shit. They I read something about screaming at a plant impedes its growth. It does. Literally, there's this thing called the secrets of water. And there's a study that this dude did, this Japanese guy, and he fucking had, he was freezing water. And he screamed, like, terrible things at one. And then he called one beautiful and smart and all the shit. And one of them made beautiful fucking snowflakes. And one made, like, cracks and fucked up shit. Water is in all living things. So, I mean, hey, it connects. You think there's a crack dealer that does that when they're cooking up? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Saying beautiful things or shitty things. Meth is shitty things. That's crazy. There's um d- the uh there's definitely within the past years I've changed my opinion of like being just an atheist and just like, yeah, everything is just no reason and everything's a coincidence and things just happen to fall into place. And now, like, there's definitely this unspoken energy that you can't deny. Even really begin to talk about, or me personally, because I, I like numbers and science and facts and shit. And yeah. I don't know how to quantify the unknown, but it's definitely there. And, and, and it's going on. Yeah, I mean it's there. I, well, I, where I could go on that, and we don't even have to. But yes, I'm happy that you that you came to something like that. That's badass. Um, you want to hear about beef jerky? Or you want you want to talk about? Something? <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about beef jerky. <laughs> okay, I'm like, you want to talk about God? Son? I thought, um, no, nah, uh, fucking take fucking piece of meat, a certain kind of cut. You know, you fucking put napkins on e- either side of it. You, you gotta fucking, cook it first, huh? No, you don't have to cook it. Season it. You marinate it. Fucking marry teriyaki. Maybe teriyaki. Maybe fucking 
maybe sweet and sour sauce or maybe just barbecue straight up or, you know, whatever you want. Sesame and ginger. You know, some people like you put that sh- the shit with the paper towels. You put a fan at the top. You put a fan at the bottom, bro. Run that shit for fucking eight hours, bro. Beef jerky. No fucking way. Yeah. Have you ever had divine bovine? No. Bro, that's the best jerky in the world, bro. It's like fucking nine dollars. I'm like a big fan of beef jerky. This shit is moist still, and they have spicy. They have good, bro. I'm gonna bring you some divine bovine. Divine, shout out to divine bovine. That is literally the best jerky ever. It's so like terrible. It's the best ever. Divine bovine, bro. That shit is divine, straight up. I don't know what their process is. That jerky that that that, uh, I made. So it's just you're just leaving beef jerky sitting out. And absorbing the juices. You're I mean, dehydrating you're, like, it. You're, meat. You're dehydrating it. Straight up. You're just taking moisture out of meat. it. That's it. They probably got little machines for it. They definitely have machines for it. Yes. But I'm that's the way that you can jerky. just do it. That's the way that you can just do it if you have two fans at your house. I mean, and fucking the easy tools. I feel like flies would come in. Not if you're in your house. I have flies. You close everything off. And then after eight hours, well, you can just bag it. After eight hours, you take it out, you look at it, and fucking, yeah. Just eyeball it, give it a nibble. That's good. Yeah. Dude, I'm definitely making beef jerky this week. Or I'm buying a thing that you can do it in. If you got it like that. All right, we covered some a lot of shit. We did. You got anything you want to sign off on? No, I don't. <laughs> Military industrial complex, man. I'm happy we looked that up. Well, hey, man. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. This is a good time. White Claw was delicious. Yeah, shout out to White Claw. <laughs> Low calorie, and I hate myself less now. All right. See you next year, maybe, because I'm fucking lazy. <laughs>